So we'll have primarily as a question answer session, but just a few minutes by way of setting the ball rolling. And I hope it is strictly few minutes because when you start speaking, I don't know where one stops. <laughs> See, everything is everywhere and we can understand everything just over a cup of tea. So when we have the tea, mechanically, habitually, out of simply because it's a habit of nature, then it's a subconscious, subconscious tea. <laughs> if we have it because, uh, you know, it gives to the physical being some kind of an energy, then it's the physical which is at in the forefront. It, it's become a habit of the body, physical. If we drink it because we will enjoy, the, the palate will enjoy it and we say, ah, this is very tasty, or we say, oh, so disgusting, then the vital is in the forefront. If we analyze the composition of the tea and ask elaborate questions about the brand, the make, then the mind is in the forefront. If we offer the tea to the divine, then the psychic is at play. <laughs> the supramental tea also would be exist when somebody asks Shurabindu about cooking and whether there would be something like corresponding to that in the supramental world. He said, why not? So there would be also a supramental tea, I am sure. But the supramental center, it's not yet organized in man because the moment it touches, uh, creation itself seems to vanish. We can't hold it. And in a certain sense, this uh, story about the tea and all the ranges uh, is a similar story, very analogous, something which happens in us. So man is a conscious knot of energy in space and time. And everything is a conscious knot of energy in space and time. Conscious from the side of the divine, unconscious from the side of the knot. And this knot is tied so well, there is no real separation, mind you, but the knot is tied so well that each individual unit is cut off from the universal current and receives only that much from the universe which is necessary for it to remain in a certain motion. This is true from atoms to quasars to stars to galaxies to beasts to bird, stone, man, etc, etc. The difference is, uh, so we are very much like a vessel, like a cup of tea, in which all kinds of forces in the universe have been put in. This is our challenge. You know, like a khichdi, we are like a little melting pot of all kinds of things. We may analyze and judge them, but that's not the issue. The issue is how to make a nice dish out of them. That's the challenge. The second thing is that while everything, every form and name is a knot of energy, this even scientists understand now. It's nothing else. All objects are nothing but their seemings, knots of energy. But in man, there is a possibility of opening this knot. That's something very fascinating. It's a fascinating field of not just study but work that we can open this knot and while remaining in the individual consciousness mate with the infinity that is behind the knot, the universal and the transcendent. This is something amazing. And we know that in human beings this knot is tied in a sevenfold way. This possibility is there. That's why we glimpse this possibility. That's why man is ever dissatisfied. Just, you know, reading so beautifully, explaining about the vital part, suicide, etc. Everything that we do, from the man who stupidly and foolishly throws away his life 
to the man who goes and spends its smoking pot, to the man who is searching for God in the deserts and various ways or somebody who is dreaming of an ideal love in everyday life is essentially trying to in some way or the other bring that which is on the other side of the knot within this realm. It's not possible till we really open the knot. But when we open the knot, we are surrounded or we suddenly find ourselves in a sea of experiences which are unnerving and which can drown us if we don't know how to swim. So that is the other side of the coin. It's a very dangerous thing. It's, that's why it takes so long, so much effort, tapasya, purification. We can't do it unless there is right discrimination, purification and um, if we try to do it hastily, hastily to cut the knot of the ego and see what is on the other side, it can be very dangerous. There are people who have drowned completely and uh, they don't know how to come out of it except through the Savior hands of grace. So it's a long process. But when we undo it, then and then alone we can have the real power to heal ourselves, to harmonize, to integrate. But meanwhile, there are ways and means that the other side of the knot can respond to us. And those means we know very well, worship, prayer, meditation, these are means we can employ so that something from the other side can receive. There is some kind of a communication, even though there is a lid or a barrier or a, uh, um, or a veil, but there is some kind of a communication. So when we are on the this side and trying to communicate, we are still in the realm of religion, philosophy, etc. When we cross to the other side and we become one, then it is yoga. So that's the basic fundamental things. Now, all the planes of consciousness, interestingly, are there concealed in every element of matter. But in human beings, they become very active. There is a possibility for the first time of all these planes getting harmonized. This is one part of it. It's just I am throwing a seed thought in the atmosphere. And that is the big difficulty in us. The second part is um, that... We know about the five elements which constitute us. These are the five subtle elements. And all of them are in everywhere. Every bit of matter anywhere is constituted by that. And of course in human beings too. And they are represented in different levels of the body. Even the planes of consciousness are represented in different levels of the body. Like the mental consciousness, then the vital mental, the externalizing vital then you have the vital, higher vital, then you have the middle vital, the lower vital, the muladhara, the physical, and below the subconscious, beyond the forehead we have the sahasrar. Beyond the sahasrar is the supramental. So sahasrar is the meeting point of that which is beyond and that which is below. So those who pass beyond sahasrar, they don't, uh, they can't come back. So maximum possibility in human being was to open it and uh, the yogis wait for the last transit. When they eventually pass beyond it, they can't come back. But there is a new possibility which Shurabindu opens up that that which is beyond Sahasra, the, uh, I think we are all familiar with these terms, so I am not really elaborating, we will be uh, meaningless. But if somebody is not familiar, please feel free to ask. I am talking about the Kudalinicious system of yoga. So what is beyond Sahasra? Sahasra itself is beyond the head. It's not yet organized in the, in the brain. 
we don't have an organized center of the overmind consciousness in the brain and beyond it is the supramental and above supramental is there is nothing like individually supramentalized body we have a mental body vital body physical body we can and should and will have one day a supramental body the mother and shobindra have a supramental body so it's opened the door for earthly beings to have their individual supramental body so far it's only a possibility further we'll have a bliss body which which is there there is a zone called bliss but it's not yet individualized and organized this is the challenge of evolution and the more we draw that and integrate with the rest of our being the more the rest of our being comes under the influence of this new consciousness this new law the supramental consciousness or simply call it the divine consciousness for ease of understanding and probably it's much better then more and more the body will come under a divine law of working in other words there are two kind of laws that operate simultaneously upon us one is it's now i'll switch a little bit to the rigveda in the rigveda they say there are two kinds of laws one is the law of death yama and the other is the law of surya yama is the shadow of surya interesting so simultaneously we have these two laws operating upon us imagine a country where you have two sets of laws imagine in america on one lane you say you drive right hand on the other lane you say drive left hand it'll be so confusing it's so confusing even to go from india and start driving there because you know such a lane confusion and vice versa so it's very difficult but the fact is that in human beings these two laws operate there are some who instinctively open themselves to the higher law and shobindra speaks about it even in relation to karma there is a lower line of karma there is a higher line of karma the lower line of karma moves within the realm of death and it belongs to the lower triplicity of mind life and body and the higher lines are still waiting for the human ascent and the whole trick is how to progressively bring this body and our being more and more under the influence of the higher law higher law acts very differently it is very benevolent mother used this word very benevolent but the lower law like death stern impartial but this is a cold impartiality it is not the impartial god is a very partial he is partial to everybody and everything in creation so people who say god test is an absurdity god never test if he test none of us will stand you know scrutiny and second thing is when mother was asked she said my child i know you i don't need to test you mothers know their children instinctively they don't need to test the child so she is on our side the divine is on our side but there are certain laws and conditions which have come up in the evolutionary course he can't keep between we need to to an extent slowly win the allegiance more and more to the other side and if we can do it a new law will begin to operate in our life and to win over to the other side or cross over we need fundamental things like faith or the idea will the will the aspiration to be on the other side we can't remain here and expect the other law to act it's not possible even if it acts it will break things because we can't bear it the law of the sun cannot act if it enters into darkness and the darkness wants to remain dark it's not possible by its nature it will annihilate so that's why there are means ways and means that have been developed in the realm of darkness which are helpful to heal but they are not the radical solutions 
yesterday passingly i was mentioning so many systems allopathy homeopathy ayurveda reiki pradic healing they all derive something from the lower triplicity or biofeedback or mind body medicine these are all ways and means within the lower realm to manipulate matter mind energy life energy pranayam life energy tremendously it helps but it's not the radical solution it it helps the body it's within this realm we can still draw from healing reserves in the universe but there is another which waits its hour of discovery a direct contact of the divine with matter matter is not yet open and receptive it has to become now this possibility has come why i am saying this that we should know the difference between otherwise lot of occult things pass off as spiritual there is a difference between the occult and the spiritual and there is a difference between the spiritual and the supramental so these are this is our new work we can why this background because uh, we have a choice you see humanity is going through a narrow passage everywhere it's nowhere it's a paradise let's let's be very clear on that i can say that with fair degree of authenticity having gone around to every continent in the world nowhere there is a paradise if at all paradise exists inside the heaven of of the kingdom of god that's one part but the point is we as a race are going through a narrow gorge it's dark dangerous difficult we have a choice to remain stuck there and look at the resources available there we have another choice to just keep moving on pushing on till we cross over and i think that choice each one has to make but until we cross over to a new being a new mode of life to a new new race if one likes so super humanity of tomorrow as you will spoke without bringing in any sense of elitism or you know sense of superiority that of obviously is foreign to yoga till then all of our solutions will be only temporary makeshift patchworks once we know this then we know which way we have to go one choice is to remain stuck in this under the law of death sooner or later it will take its toll the other is whatever it takes to put all the energy onto the other side other possibility previously people used to say in crossing over beyond birth and death because there was no possibility of this transformation but now there is a possibility so whatever time it takes 10 years 20 years 100 years 300 years whatever it is that's another possibility i think that's something very exciting because it's it's something happening it's an adventure a new adventure and uh, that is the radical solution this is the background now we can have some questions based on anything planes and parts or for that matter anything that spontaneously comes yes please um yesterday dr goni for from sanitary something to the effect of where there's ignorance so there shall be pain where ignorance is there pain too shall come ah, that's right and you're talking about this yesterday as well that pain is just the skies of joy within our limited minds um but then the question to me becomes why is there ignorance why is there beautiful this, this small spectrum yes beautiful we can take several examples let me take just one example randomly and we can take several examples naturally these are analogies but they will point towards a deeper truth you know we plant 
a tree inside a small pot to be start with. Why we do it in a small pot? Because uh, it's safe for the tree. It's good for the tree. Tree um, plant. Now these plants need sunlight. But you know there are plants. If you throw the seed into the sun, it will burn away. So you dig deep the soil and put a seed inside the depths of the soil. What does it get there? Not sun, but darkness. The filth, which we call as fertilizer. And the sunlight comes, but very indirectly. Why it is so? Because it's not ready to bear that intensity of sun. If it bears it, it will just finish off, burn off. But slowly, when this tree grows up and uh, this plant grows up and this the pot becomes small for it, what do we do? We repot it. We put it in a bigger pot. Now, if it's meant to be a huge banyan tree, you have to again repot it. Now, this mechanism where you are repotting the trees is called death. Through death, we move from lesser, uh, from greater ignorance to lesser ignorance. Means we become little, little more uh, capable. Our consciousness grows through this process. And whenever we become aware of our self-limitation that we have to get to another pot, we experience pain. And it's as much true physically as it is true uh, psychologically. Till we are ready to be put in the wide open space with no fear either of the animal eating it or the storm breaking it or you know no fear of the sunlight pouring over it. So this is the human journey. If suddenly in the beginning there was no ignorance and no self limitation of the one infinite, there would actually be no creation technically. So the question can go back to this that why creation at all? Because there would be no creation eventually. For creation to evolve it has to be first rooted firmly in ground zero in matter then only it can develop slowly and as it develops see that's the beauty that at animal level they don't experience so much pain they experience momentary physical pain as they evolve little bit emotional pain elephants not to experience but you know it passes off but as we grow in consciousness amazingly our capacity to experience pain also increases not just physical psychological, not just our own, others' pain, pain of those who are, you know, far away with whom we are even unconnected. You know, the other day, reading this news that ISIS has beheaded 19 women gives me pain. Look, I have nothing to do with them. They, they have nothing to do with me. But you feel the pain because at some level we feel connected to this whole cosmos and therefore the pain also becomes. Now, this pain is very beautiful thing. It's an indicator that now I need to expand Consciousness needs to expand. Humanity needs to grow. It, it is going through this dark and difficult, dangerous passage. This wisdom comes. So now time comes to repot yourself till eventually you grow. So pain comes to make us aware of our self-limitation. Self-limitation is necessary so that there can be creation on the basis of individualities. Take another example that before we make ice cream. In India there is something called kulfi. Uh, please eat it. It's... Uh, there is one kulfi shop near, uh, you know, near the sea. Uh, they don't give me any cut. It's anyways 25 rupees a kulfi. But it's good and safe, this much I can tell you. So you will see, you know, uh, you know how kulfi is made. Kulfi uh, is a kind of ice cream. So first they uh, put milk inside that mold. And then they cool it. So after cooling it, I am cutting through all the process because I am not an expert. You know, somebody may contradict me. So, so after that you eat it. First you mix everything, 
then you put it in inside a cup then you put it in the deep freeze then it gets settled then you open it now you throw away the shell and now you eat it delicious so somebody may ask why is this putting inside a mold why don't you directly eat it <laughs> isn't it logical question you can't you won't enjoy it now this is the beauty of the whole play now if in the beginning there is just a mass consciousness the sense of individuality is not there now as human beings grow a sign of growth of human beings is that there is a sense of individuality you are no more moved just by mass forces oh somebody is hitting oh, let's go and hit you don't move by that we 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 are like individuals we say no i may need to make my own choice uh, i will decide whether i should do this or not do this now this like now slowly the mold is getting crystallized whatever is inside we have nothing other than what everybody else has it's the same matter same consciousness fundamentally but it takes an individual mold now this individual mold when the time is ready this thing has to go away and the divine will eat the kulfi it will be a divine kulfi to put it in another way now why does it do it why did it do it the vedas give a very cryptic answer one wanted to become many eko hum bahushyami that's how it puts it why did the one wanted to become many the human answer could be that perhaps he was a bit bored being alone and it may well be a right answer so he wants to bring out many of oneself now this answer of course may sound a little bit you know for his sake he has put all of us into trouble so let's put it on a human level why do parents have children now there are lot of smart young people who say i we don't want children so they are not uh, you know they are representing the static side of the divine but there is a dynamic side of the divine so ask parents why do you want children ask them i'm sure there are quite a few mothers here is it easy having a child is it easy to give birth to a child is it easy bringing up a child ask anyone <laughs> do you love your child i don't need to ask an answer yes of course child is myself myself extending into the child i'll sacrifice my life for the sake of the child is there any mother who would say otherwise fathers also i'm sure i as a father i can <laughs> but this is the way but fathers are more like the static side of the divine so the thing is that when the divine brought these seeds out of himself or within himself it was to make it even more delightful because you know now there is one has become two and there is a joy in that you see in a certain sense yourself and at the same time you see a difference and it makes the um makes the togetherness so very fascinating you see something of yourself in the child which you didn't know the child brings out lot of things in yourself which you didn't know for example patience <laughs> all mothers know it forgiveness <laughs> after a time you forget you first time discover what shirvindo said whom shall i forgive it's my own self after some time you say have you forgiven your child mother will say what forgive the child i understand him children do all kinds of things mothers don't forgive their child they just love the child and feel unhappy when they see the child not doing well these are the only two emotions they know they don't forgive there is no question of that now these are experiences which come only when the one becomes many now they go through a lot of process of pain the the parent goes through pain 
and the child also goes through the struggles of growing up but when you see the end result each child is going to eventually do something become something which is one or the other aspect of the divine this is the potential and therefore it is worth the whole journey is worth the trouble it's trouble no doubt about it as i said childbirth is a trouble creation is a trouble it's a big headache i don't know why he took it <laughs> but well there is also a delight in the headache lot of things we do which are going to be headache reading shurabindu not easy but there is also a delight practicing yoga not easy but it's a joy each step of the journey is a delight so similarly in this world these two run parallel because the enormity of the task is such that each atom of existence can potentially mate with the divine therefore it was worth the trouble and we all consented for it because we are all in our true nature part and parcel of the divine and we know it and we accept the adventure the second part is the greater the danger the greater the challenge the greater the difficulty the greater the spirit of adventure and delight comes out some people think that climbing mount everest is crazy i think it's perfectly valid fine thing what is the use of living life going from you know on a level road from one place to another it's much better if you have similarly in cricket now you know india is playing sri lanka and there is an ashes series going on now imagine if india is playing let's say i don't know some ivory coast doesn't even have a cricket team who will watch it what is the fun of such a game so we have as our opponent on one side the divine spark on the other side the whole darkness represented in the mask of death and terror think about it as a play and look at it it's not a pain it's a delight now when you play a game you fall sometimes there is foul play sometimes there is red card yellow card you are out umpire was unfair you get hurt but this is the joy of the game we get up even the fellow who has gone out because of a foul wants to get in he does not want to stay on the fence so we want to get inside so if you look at it from one point of view it's because of ignorance we don't know the full play so imagine suddenly somebody finds oneself in a football field and is hit and jostled once oh my god what a terrible play but if you know you are playing a game where victory and loss is not the real issue even fall and rise is not the real issue the real issue is joy of the game where you do your best then the game becomes very delightful so what really is ignorance ignorance is that we don't know what are the coordinates why we are here this is the fundamental ignorance the moment we know it's a game through which we evolve through which we grow our capacities grow our fullness grows eventually we grow towards that which we initially are in essence not not in fullness something the divine gains through this that's why he has entered into ignorance then it's delightful but yes probably the divine didn't know how much of pain this is going to cause that much we can excuse him for this because we are participants and uh, we also consented so we are equally responsible for this mess mess but now what next the next is let's get out of this ignorance now that we are conscious of it see it's nature's corrective that it doesn't give you intense pain unless you are ready to transcend ignorance
this this i can tell you for sure that's why at the animal level lot of pain is shielded look at you know tiger or a leopard jumping on it little baby deer it eats the other deer have run away then after a while they know that yes the tiger had its catch then they will stop what do they start doing next not lament they start grazing again there are human beings also who can be so insensitive and even cruel but they are very far from that state where they can discover their being but when we grow in scale we become conscious of this pain nature itself puts it as a mechanism so we want to now be reported emerge into something else so pain becomes like a goad to help us proceed on the journey so it's not all that bad after all that's why in the long run of course yeah in the long run pain brings progress yeah it it's progress in the long run yes everybody that's why it's there creation is there to manifest the fullness of the divine and there's something very beautiful but the passage is bad and terrible it's again you see we have uh, idols made of different gods and goddesses in india it's a very common thing so like durga's idol now before the idol is made if you look at the mud and the clay it's a very difficult process similarly when somebody is chipping a stone to create a beautiful image probably if we ask the stone uh, you may say what nonsense is going on why me like we ask why me so the divine may say you because you have the possibility of growing into the godhead so the stone may say what kind of god i don't see any god i'm just a lump of stone please spare me so the divine architect will say no you see yourself as a lump of stone i see in the caterpillar the butterfly and in a block of stone i see the image of godhead what do i do divine has to act according to his vision <laughs> so he ends up chipping out a beautiful image so in that whole canto which you must have read where ignorance fathers our pain it's also written why this pain has come why this ignorance has come and how we can transcend it and what is the real road so if we are conscious of our ignorance and pain yes why is there backward question but more important practical and burning question is what next it's there it's a fact as mother says that well you may say there was a practical joker who came and spoiled the play he spoiled it what do i do next i have no option but to get out of this ignorance is there any other option and the more we delay the more we suffer that's the sad part how do we exceed our limits in how to grow yes yes that's how they define old age when the broad mind and the narrow waist change places <laughs> so mind becomes rigid so well obviously one the right way is right from the beginning right from the beginning if it if we start early it's much better there are several ways one method that i personally adopt is be like a river be like a river means ha huh, be river and meditate on it and you will be good here you have to go to the 
of death and the law of son the the second law is the law of the supramental but it's not yet fully manifested law of truth pain is the barometer if there is if there is pain that means i am still on this side yes pain at any level it's a wonderful barometer one single barometer so it's still that means that i am on this side of the fence the other side of the fence there is delight at every touch of the divine lover as the great saint poet bullesha says you cut me and with each drop of blood i dance to rapture and say ah what a divine beloved you are that state is also as true of the mystic but coming to this um, this aspect <laughs> what was the question <laughs> ha so this exceeding of the limit so be like a river so be like a river means never to forget the origin and never to forget the goal the rest is simply events on the way if you want to fight fight if you want to uh, bypass bypass if you want to override override but know that this event circumstance is a passing phase and it's not your goal you are not proving a point we are not here to prove a point to anyone <laughs> we have to reach that point for which we are thirsty to have that thirst so what does the river do if there is an obstacle bypasses or it overrides or it pierces through it has to reach the sea and where does it get the strength from from the source constantly there is pouring in of water into the river if the source is dry it dries up So, if you remember that we have come from the divine, let it be like an undeviating memory of the eternal in us, which means to undo other identities. As long as I am Doctor Alok Pandey and feel very great about it, I am very far from the truth of the divine. If somebody misspells my name, they say Pandey, Pandey. Here they write P A N D Y. I no, no, no. This is not my name. Please spell it correctly. I am very far from the truth. these false identities have to go as long as i am indian american odia bihari i am still very far so i have to discover my true identity and that is my origin the day i can say with full conviction in my being i am the mother's child death will stay 10 steps behind and if it comes when the time comes it will say with folded hands sir may i please i have been given this difficult task to take you and we will say you don't who sent you mother will send her own angels and it will go away but that comes over a period of time by constant reminder remembrance as the ishupanishad says kritosmar kritamsmar constant remembrance of our origin the second is a constant remembrance of the goal things will come which we don't like everybody has to go through who doesn't 
Even divine when he comes on earth, he has to go through things. Look at Jesus Christ. Can we imagine that those whom he came to free have crucified him? Look at Joan of Arc. Somebody who is, you know, communing with God is burnt at stake. Look at Sharmat, mystic of the highest order, who talks about Allah and Aurangzeb beheads him. Look at what we have done with all the great ones. Khal Jibran or anybody for that matter. Sikh Gurus, Guru Tegh Bahadur, what sacrifices they have done. Guru Arjun Dev, I mean their children crucified, burnt on. I mean think about it. We are experiencing nothing on the path of the divine. We are being carried literally in like on rose petals. A few aches and pains in the joints, some difficulties with you know upbringing of children here and there, some financial problems, these are nothing. So what was, what marks out them compared in contrast to us? We get bogged down and stuck at this, these things. And that becomes then our ultimate life. And that becomes a problem on the path to the divine. Many things will come. Things which we like, things which we don't like, things which are pleasant, things which are painful. Fair enough, they will come. To bear them, but if we know, okay, I don't have to be stuck here, my goal is there then something within us will impel us. The mother uses this. Now, you see, she gives two mantras, sutras for this. So, first thing is, do not cling. Cling to any idea. Oh, my idea. It, my idea is the best idea. Everybody believes my idea is the best idea. It's okay till the kulfi is getting, you know, hardened. It's alright to believe my idea is the best idea. That means we are still in that stage of individualization. It's necessary at that stage. But another stage is when we go beyond it, my idea is one idea among million ideas. Then we are ready for the supramental consciousness. Supramental consciousness is what? Supramental thought, Shurabindu describes million thoughts. There is a whole flower which mother has named, supramental thought. Million, small, 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 those stamens, simultaneously there. So, my idea is one idea. I may be true to my idea. I have a right to be true to my idea. But it doesn't mean I have to impose this idea and will on the whole creation. That's where the error comes. There is a truth of each one following his own idea. It's, it's necessary for evolution. But when I impose it on others, want others to believe in this way, then religions are formed, cults come, all kinds of deadly things have happened. Then ideologues, even secularism, communism becomes a way to banish everything else from the world. That's not evolution. So, at every level, we must know that this idea is good for me because it will help me to reach that point. Therefore, it is good. But if it becomes a hindrance, discard it. Keep the essence. The essence is to merge into that ocean. If the idea helps me, yes, it will help me. I go propelled by that. Take an example, another people, you know, want to come to ashram and live here. It's a wonderful thing. I am an ashram inmate and I, it's, it's the greatest blessing on earth. But there are people who can't become an ashram inmate. So all their life they start struggling. Some, some, I am not saying, oh my God, you know, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. What's the use? Wherever you are, unite with mother. This is an opportunity given to us. The real thing is to unite with her. Not living here physically and yet, you know, uh, whiling away the time. So, if we know that my goal is to merge into the being of the sea, then again I will go past everything. 
if there are people with their differences of opinion they have a right to their life why not because my goal is not them my goal is not to change them you see the biggest difficulty is i want to change somebody it's not my goal god has not given me this mandate for anything even for a doctor it's not my goal to heal people mother is the healer my role is to play the best that i can do at that point of time with an offering to the divine and pray that the divine may manifest in everyone but if i that's that's what is also meant by which mother has said don't take your life too seriously which which may sound very strange she says you know the people who have given me the maximum trouble are those who take their life very seriously she said that they want things to be done in that way mother even people would ask mother you know mother shurabindu has written that the grace will not act under these conditions so she says they come and tell me they want to remind me she says of course i know it because they have understood in a certain way and they think that is the what it means and they start applying on others but it's this not how it is so there should be wideness plasticity or we can aspire to the divine for wideness for plasticity these are the two things required for the supramental life so the mantra mother's mantra was do not cling any idea any way of life any mode of things it's fine and life itself teaches us how to change at physical level at emotional level vital level mental level at every level we should not cling and we cling why because we get into our comfort zones so when divine loves us he drives us out of our comfort zone and we call him cruel poor fellow has no choice no either which way or if he keeps us in a yeah, comfort zone we say it's too boring after a while it becomes mechanical so one is not to cling and the second she has is have the thirst not to be satisfied with anything eventually short of that to carry that thirst inside and then she says if you have that that even the extra vaganzes of an american youth are a path can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine path is not sitting in an ashram and doing mantra even the extra vaganzes of an american youth are a path if you carry that thirst and if you do not cling how beautiful so these are the things which save us from becoming rigid and narrow and really that's very dangerous god save us from that and we should not be judgmental particularly i neither ourselves nor others because what we see of people or even ourselves it as a small point of time people say oh i know that person is very bad oh is it ah you don't know when did what, what did you see and when did you see how the time they heard from here and that person is heard from there and there drawn their conclusions inferences deductions whatever you want mind stupid play and then they will say Five years back, I know, you know, as is so. He is stuck at the point. People change, they grow, they evolve. Everybody is evolving. What is it that brings in generosity, benevolence, acceptance, kindness? Also, understanding that everybody is dealing with their own difficulties and challenges. What is there? We are all human beings. We understand each other. At least we are supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday you said. Um... There's a new concept now with oxygen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even I want to 
no no that is just few days back i integrate all the experiences recent and past in in the talks and the future so it just recently we took a patient to dr balachandar so i am free of this responsibility uh, in he is a really wonderful cardiologist one of the best i have seen in chipmar he is a professor in hod so he was saying nowadays we don't uh, uh, encourage too much of oxygen even there are new therapies like giving carbon dioxide to stimulate the respiratory center but there is a spiritual principle behind it this is exactly what the whole problem of pain is carbon dioxide is actually the stimulant it drives the uh, you know centers to breathe this is the fact so if you give too much oxygen it's like you know who used to say this uh, who was the yogi swami vivekananda probably he used to be totally against leaving a whole huge amount of wealth for the children he said if you do it you are sure enough going to spoil them so it's like this giving too much oxygen he said why should the person make an effort to breathe so you take away the drive to breathe and actually nature works like that certain illnesses are nothing but nature's stimulants to help us grow but we don't understand it because doctor is nearby who with all their goodwill perpetuate the old play doctors will never allow us to grow into the second law the law of truth because he stands like the priest who says no only through me and he takes his share like the priest i'm sorry there are quite a few doctors i believe i'm also one so i can absorb myself i don't take the cut <laughs> so, yeah doctors should ultimately it's like a passage what is the role of a priest it this here are you here is the divine come but because it's difficult for human beings to have such faith in the divine he becomes like a channel that's all this is work and i believe that in an ideal society doctors should not charge any money also the lawyers also the police people police people are not supposed to charge anyways why because teachers also and the society and the state should look after them it should be like that they need the the society should look after in olden times it was like that that the physicians in india were not expected to charge money but the king looked after the society looked after them spontaneously and they lived by that because then otherwise you know you start thinking of money and such thing dilutes the whole thing so we go to the root the root is again ignorance it comes because of the root again is ignorance so it comes from what is called in uh, yoga system says they atma bodh means i think the body is me so naturally when the body is me if something happens to the body oh i am i am going to die we often say no oh so and so is dead 
but true but naturally we live in that ignorance in which i think my body is me so i want to stay in this comfort zone i want to preserve it now there is a healthy instinct of preservation the body is a instrument of the divine and we should take care of it but at the same time we should know that i am not the body it's an instrument given to me and i should take care of it to the maximum possible but at the end of the day i am not this so it comes from that ignorance ignorance is because of a false identification if the plant identifies itself with the pot or the seed with the soil then it's bound to feel pain when it is repotted the fact is that the seed is seed and it's meant to grow into a tree it's not the uh, shri ramakrishna gave that example which is very appropriate here of a um, lion cub the cub was born when the lion was jumping across a chasm and the lioness died and the cub survived suddenly curious goats sheep took over the cub under its fold and the lion cub grew up to be a sheep it bleated like a sheep was afraid like a sheep till one day lion attacked this whole flock and all the sheep started running and he also started running so this it was now lion stunned to be amazed at why is he running and he went and stopped that lion cub and he was frightened with fear please save me save me don't do anything to me he said idiot what don't do anything why would i do anything to you you yourself are a lion no 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 sir please don't confuse me so he takes him to the stream and says look he looks and then looks up and says oh i am that and this is now roar so you see death is a very strange thing death is actually a non reality it's just a mask there is nothing like death if you really see even technically it is nothing like death. all the elements that constituted go back to their different elements the being survives so but we are so scared of it so it comes that fear gives it a mask that's why uh, the mother in savitri savitri says that black lie of god <laughs> lie it's a lie it doesn't exist it's an unreality but because we are afraid so everywhere it has peculiar things you know uh, in india we have death sitting on what is that buffalo like god knows you know who made the buffalo it's so, it's so difficult time you will take to reach from one end to another buffalo with a noose in his hands a very frightening picture they should at least have a decent fellow <laughs> so you know naturally we are scared oh my god what's going to happen heaven and hell another ignorance that i am going to suffer in some damned hell all these are ignorance these are not truths and we have created them mother has said even human beings have created heaven and hell by their thought so there are real places this is a real story where mother would tell that person there is nothing like hell and he would say no no i am a sinner i need to suffer and would not come out of his own hell after death he got stuck there and he would not come out no no you don't know i am a sinner <laughs> mother says come out there is nothing it's your own formation in which you are stuck so you see all this ignorance has created this world whereas we can be free of that we can reach to a point where we see there is nothing else but the divine but that comes again by constant remembrance that's why it is so important so this constant remembrance is the way to come out of that but ignorance automatically brings fear because whatever is limited is going to be destroyed limited personality will be destroyed because something better better can come but we don't see the better which is going to come we see the little corner in which we are stuck so it brings pain so fear is basically insecurity insecurity because of being driven out of comfort zone uh, comfort zone self limitation self limitation ignorance so eventually the roots are ignorance 
ego and desire. That's how Sri Aurobindo puts it. That's how the Buddha put it. And what about the faith in overcoming Yes, certainly. If it starts, at least we can have faith in the divine, faith in something greater, vaster. Then it helps us to overcome. But faith must change into becoming. Faith is a starting point of the journey. It must grow into knowledge. It's like the staff given to the pilgrim. You know, this lati is a wonderful thing. In, in, in ashram, that job is done by the umbrella. You know, people carry umbrellas in ashram in the summer and winter. It's a very good thing. It not only protects you against sun and water, it also protects you against dogs. <laughs> Big weakness. All kinds of creatures. You have the umbrella and you can say, they are not come near me. So, faith is that staff which is wonderful for the journey. It does many things. You know, you'll see young sannyasis walking with this. Why do they need it? That's why I keep telling people, keep a lati with you, it's very good. It's a multi-purpose thing. But, when you are, have reached, you have no more journey, you don't need it. So then it's knowledge. So faith must be, is a help to move. When faith remains stuck at the first point, it grows, slowly becomes putrid and becomes belief, belief system, changes into religion. That's not healthy. Faith is the staff for the journey and we must undertake, undertake the journey. Then it's wonderful. Okay. So. As we go with the Siddhiki Yoga, many people um, face this page, you know, in certain parts of the world. They said it is a norm, so how do we People have pain everywhere in this creation. As long as the only thing is we blame it on integral yoga, poor integral yoga. <laughs> yeah, probably we are more conscious of pain. Probably we are rose petal sadhaks, as your window said. <laughs> probably we expect impossible miracles. But yes, pain over a period of time is because of these knots of energies, emotions and thought complexes. They is already not tied by the divine, by the, by universal nature, not the divine, in the form of seven knots. You know what happens when children try to open a knot? <laughs> they end up creating more knots. <laughs> so what do mothers say when they see them opening? You, you don't do. I'll do it. <laughs> so when we try to resolve our knots by our own methods, we end up making hundred more knots. Divine Mother doesn't want us to do all that. She says, give me the knot, I know the mechanism, I'll open it. But we complicate endlessly the work of the Divine by, I'll do it. Who are you? I know it all. So Divine says, okay, try. Little bit fun is okay on the way. So when there are hundred knots, then we go, no, no, yes, you were right. Divine says, do one thing, this time I'll just cut the knot. I'll give you another life to resolve it. <laughs> Open and offer them to the divine. Every difficulty, every challenge, every pain, every trouble, struggle, everything. Offer it to the divine. She knows best. It may not be according to our understanding, the way we conceive it. But that is the best way. Whatever time it takes, that is the best way. There's nothing wrong in our trying to meddle into it. But we should know creation at the end of the day is God's affair. We should not forget it. <laughs>
so it's okay we can play our role but the best role we can play is to offer and open and be a channel of that and then probably you know we can put our little bit uh, fingers here and there to see if but it's it's not easy to do it you try to open one knot you will end up tying 10 others what this what happens in life everyday life try to correct one problem it's happening the mental world is like that you try to uh, make medicines for diseases then you have side effects you have more diseases you have more problems you create city life you risk pollution mind cannot solve the problems because mind is not the originator it doesn't have the know how or the power or the equipment that's why surrender is the highest word of wisdom so we'll meet tomorrow again at 10:30 we'll start